0: Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby.
1: Here we are, series 12, brand new series for our listeners. This is probably a series about the thing you hate or don't do the most, and that is account planning. I think for years in tech sales, everyone's told me about these glorious account plans. It's these executives send these beautiful 35-page account plans where someone just won a $10 million deal and say, if you would just do this account plan, this too would come to you. And it's not always quite true. But I think over the next three weeks, counting this week, We're going to give you guys kind of the right level of balance, no matter where you're at in your tech sales career, on how you should be thinking about account planning. Brian, you were a rep recently. You were maybe a specialty rep in London. But what is your viewpoint on the grander scheme of things as it relates to account planning in tech sales?
0: I think most recently, the most important part of an account plan uh, for me was we all we all have extended teams, and we have to get those extended teams up to speed. So uh, while they feel like, oh man, I, I dread putting this thing together. Uh, I don't want to plan this far in advance. I'm, I'm too busy to do this kind of stuff. Uh, for me, as a consumer of the account plan, many times it helped me get up to speed on a deal, so I could be most effective.
1: And as a as a core account executive from from Dell over the last, I don't know. 36 months or so. I always felt like specialty people skimmed it. If they didn't see a pot of gold, they moved on. Right. Like, and and then you may feel that same way, but I can tell you also being a specialty rep in my career, that's not necessarily the case. I did have to pick some battles, but if somebody didn't have an account plan and asked me to go chase something, I probably wasn't going to go do that. Just carte blanche blind. If they weren't going to work on the account either.
0: No doubt, it's it's got to be something, and I, I think that speaks to, I think it speaks to the lack of good solid account plans that it's generic or it's not bespoke for that particular customer or that pursuit. So it's kind of a time waste. So I almost think we've coached the extended teams in many ways into not buying into this process.
1: Agreed, and that's why if you're in tech sales and you have. A set of accounts for your new, and you got a set of accounts, you can't find a previous account plan for any of your customers. I can assure you. And if you, if you do find one, it sure as heck ain't in the CRM platform. It's in some folder somewhere or an Excel document. And I, all I do is we talk about it a lot, but average is the enemy, Man, that's everybody's being average. If they're doing that, you can do better than that as it relates to an account plan. So we're going to talk through that. Uh, this week, we're covering really the introduction to account planning the way we think about account plans for tech sellers. This week, we're gonna talk about what to plan, who to share it with, and how to execute on it. So, what what is an account plan? Often, in my big company worlds, I've seen these multi-pagers, Brian, these 37 PowerPoint pages with everything from who their current vendor is, which we don't know if they're not a customer of ours, to every contact, the relationship level with every contact—it just goes on and on and on. And to crack that book open and to start, I'm like really putting in their URL, and I don't have anything else to put. What what is your view on the big massive account plan? Is that where you start?
0: Well, man, that's a tough place to start about where you start. I think the I think the depth in which you invest in the account plan is your perceived return a lot of times. I think you're thinking about, all right, if I've got one account or 40 accounts, I need to prioritize as to where the best bang for my buck is and then invest invest appropriately.
1: For sure. So we may be talking to enterprise reps with one account. We may be talking to breadth or territory account reps that have hundreds, if not thousands of accounts. So if you're inside sales and you're paid to book a meeting, you might not be doing account planning, but you should be doing some planning To pick your day or plan your day. So, beyond that super breath rep or inside rep, let's talk about I have 200 accounts, I have 20 accounts, or I have two accounts. Those reps should be doing some level of account planning. And I like to tell everybody if you don't have one page, you're not gonna get to two pages. So, why not start with a one page account plan? It could be pretty simple with a little bit of overview of the company, a little bit of detail about the contacts, and a little bit of detail about what our solutions would do to help that business, right? So depending on what you're selling or what kind of products or solutions you're selling, you know what you're trying to sell. So if you can't come up with two stories before you talk to them, it's going to have a hard time coming up with more stories when you do talk to them. So I like to tell everybody to come up with the one page plan. And many people have asked me over and over, give me your one page plan. I've given it to many people. I'm going to post it on our website wwwtechsaleshowcom tools slash tools and uh, everybody can have my one page account plan it really is a starting point for every ae no matter how big or small your accounts are to start putting your plan together it's not the end state for everybody but it's a good starting point
0: so i just to clarify it's techsaleshowcom slash tools and it's basically a one page account plan template that anyone can download for free Uh, You basically log in. You enter your email address to log in to download the templates, and you can get it in any number of formats.
1: Perfect. With that, I'll also kind of create some short video to talk you through my mindset on what I'm trying to do to share it with my team members, to share with partners, etc. And we'll post that link uh, to the video in the show notes as well. So, on one page, like what am I trying to plan? This is more for me than it is for the extended team. It's more my report card my accountability check it's am i really doing everything i can as a sales rep to accomplish my goals and so at a minimum i think it's got to be the contacts i'm trying to get to and if i don't know the people then i'm trying to put the titles down that i want to talk to first I'm trying to come up with some target solutions or projects that I want to go chase or pursue. I mean, we've all been there working for a company. If you're in tech sales, you, you've been there and you know, oh, they they just bought a big deal from HP two years ago. We'll never get back in. Well, that's a great opportunity for Dell to go pursue and and, and track down. And then I would like to have the vendors and partners that they are working with. So if they're working with HP and they're working with two HP partners, then I want to know who those partners are. And I want to try and build some relationships and figure out who used to work at those partners just to find out any intel that I can. That's my minimum kind of contacts, solutions, and partners information on the top half. And then the second half is how can I really start getting engaged with this customer? I mean, that's where sales happens as an engagement. So do they have charity events that maybe I could offered to sponsor something maybe it's a table maybe it's a golf hole maybe it's anything you want to talk about customers calling you back boy when they're trying to raise money they'll call you back for sure no and then it's like other things I, i just told brian when we were prepping i'm still surprised that i seem like i'm the only rep that thinks about taking my customers out for a holiday lunch it doesn't have to be a Christmas. It doesn't have to be a specific holiday, but somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I go celebrate with them the fact that we work together for another year. And it's partial appreciation, but one hundred percent sales opportunity.
0: So, how do you how do you tactically speaking, how do you organize this? You keep this in One Notes. You share, then kind of export it out and drop it into a CRM tool. Bobby. I mean, what like what's your approach to managing this?
1: My approach is, is PowerPoint because it, it is the universal slide sharing sh- application still. So yeah. I, I, I create PowerPoint. I like to see their logo on the front page. And I like, so that's just really a title page, but it's, it's it's something that I can share and it looks good when I share it. Yeah. It looks really good in PDF form as well. Prints easy. Real, real easy for executives to see and consume, right? So PowerPoint's the place. And I my, my slide that I'll share for my one pager really is four quadrants that I want people to collect some of this data. But it's to me, again, if you think about it, it's my to-do list for a month, quarter, or year yeah. as it relates to account, I'm really trying to think about how do I engage? Because, again, if I'm not talking to the customer, or I'm not trying to talk to the customer, then I'm not going to make any progress with them. So um, great question, but it, for me, it's PowerPoint. And the reason for that, too, is that it can grow very easily. I can take those four quadrants, turn those into four pages, And keep adding content, keep sharing, keep growing that with my team. And then, normally, if if I start getting real established, I start putting my stuff in there, like my virtual team, so the customer knows who to talk to. And what we'll talk about in the third episode is we're gonna talk about how to engage and share this with your customer. So, that's gonna be key way down the road of account planning. And I want them to have my virtual team know who to talk to on my virtual team and really start having a two way conversation with this living document that's an account plan.
0: Yeah. And if you want to get, for those of you that are kind of like to keep it live and everything too, one, one good path I've seen is they've put this in like Google slides and then they've created a, a link for their internal extended team to use. So they can still post this content to their CRM system and have a link to the account plan from the system. So that way, Bobby, it kind of stays fresh and stays live and it's a resource that anybody can use at a, at a future date or to get an update on an account.
1: Yeah, and I know you've not worked there in a while, but PowerPoint does all that too now with PowerPoint Online, Brian. You've oh, been a little bit go. away. But your Microsoft friends want to know that you know how to do that as well. So uh, I wanted to hear them hear that from us. Fair enough. But from this part of the to-do list section, I really do want to think about the holiday launch Um, whether we, uh, down here in Texas, we eat some called crawfish. Some of you northerners probably kill crawdaddies, but we like to eat them. Uh, there's big events in town like the rodeo and other things. And then I, I do try to create a level of executive engagement. And so I'll try to figure out how can I meet their executives and how can I get my executive team to get bought in to meet that account? So that's really, when I say what to plan, it's really three things. It's the contacts, it's the people and the par- products and the partners that I want to work with. It's the execution plan from the events and holiday things that I can get engaged with them. And then it really is an executive level of engagement, uh, whether it be executive briefings, executive visits, or executive one-on-ones for me and the customer. It just It's always going to depend on where you're at with that customer and that relationship. But those three things are the minimum things that I would work on planning for in the beginning.
0: How long do you think it takes you to put one of these together?
1: Maybe an hour. I mean, if yeah. I carve out an hour, you could give me any account today and I carve it out. We haven't talked about it in a long time and this could be a huge mistake, but I'm going to throw it out there. If you go to techsellshow.com forward slash tools or services, I believe it's forward slash services. If you go to www.techsellshow.com slash services, we have a service that we've had really since the third or fourth episode called Prospect 360 that if you pay 40 bucks, our administrative teams will pull all this one pager together for you for 40 bucks. You don't have to lift a finger. All you got to do is tell us the company and the contacts you'd like to meet, and you'll get that document from us. And so still I use... That, at occasions, I'm using our executive assistants to pull all this data together. So it probably won't even take me the hour. It takes me the 30 minutes to type an email to send over to them and get it off my plate. But you can all use that same tool if you want to.
0: And what what many of our listeners have told us is they just expense this, which is, uh, which is funny and great. So, uh, I, you know, we certainly don't know your expense policies, but... This is, it's, it's pretty valuable content. Um, we'll send
1: you a receipt if you need one, how about that? Yeah,
0: we'll send you a receipt <laughs> if you need one. And then, you know, I, I think too, if you're, we, we're all looking to, as, as individual contributors, account executives, you're, you're looking to show the leadership team that you've got a plan for your top accounts. So if you're, if you're hunting new logos, let's say, and you've got 50 prospective customers, if you say i'm going to do this for my top five customers bobby this is really a friday activity you can download the template you can put together a plan for your top five prospects and really have a good solid plan these are the marketing events i want them to go to these are the contacts i'm looking to get after if you're a customer base rep or somebody that manages existing customers to try to grow your footprint in those accounts same kind of thing you probably have more like you know 10 or 15 or 20. Um, you know, maybe you pick the top five or top 10 that you're going to do this with. And, you know, very clearly, these are the events I want them to go to. These are the partners I need to get introduced out there to ultimately kind of to land that goal. If you're a new business, it's to land the new logo. If you're customer base, it's to grow the footprint.
1: And if you're new to tech sales in any way, this is, this is the job. The job is interconnecting all these people and all these companies to get the customer what they need to be successful. So, if you're not doing this, I really don't know what you are doing, hoping, calling your friends. I mean, I don't know what, what the role is, but at a minimum, you should be planning these those three things. And then who to share it with? That's the second part we wanted to talk about today. And obviously, it's for internal teams. And we could probably write a whole series on how to work with your internal teams, whether you're a core rep or you're a specialty rep or you're a third level down specialty rep or AE to a specialty team. Uh, it's not, they're not all easy jobs either, and you have a big quota and you want mind share from everybody. But if, if you're helping and building a account component, account plan components for your account teams, you're going to get more engaged and involved. So internal teams most, Brian, you talked about it as a financial rep in London, you, you needed it and wanted it. What are you expecting your core team to do now in the States as it relates to account plans and sharing those with internal team members?
0: Well, I, I I've got senior sellers, so I give them a lot of flexibility into how they prospect and go after their territory. I want them to treat it like they're an entrepreneur and it's their own business they're going after. I just I want to know that there's there's a plan. So that's what our one on ones are about. Is I, you've been everyone on the team has been incredibly successful over their career. I just want to know your plan. I want to know that you have a plan. So it could be the one pager. It could be six PowerPoint slides. It could be a a, an Excel spreadsheet with 22 action items. I don't care what format it's in for them. I just want to know that they're being thoughtful about the process.
1: So as a manager, are, are, am I hearing you correctly say it's not about the quantity, but it's about the a minimalist and at least some quantity or some quality around it?
0: It's, and it's actionable, right? So it was so funny. We would always, no matter what company I've worked with over the years, we'd sit down with a partner, or we'd sit down internally, and we'd try to boil the ocean. And it, uh, this is something I, I laugh about to, from our early conversation. It was like, I think success would be one meeting, yeah, or just one meeting with a part, you know, with a new prospect.
1: <laughs> one account we're actually going to share and not stab each other in the back about that would be awesome.
0: Just one, but, but yeah. instead we try to do forty-two accounts, and then what happens is that that Outlook reminder to do that action as a follow-up to the meeting gets snooze, 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 snooze deleted.
1: Yeah, if they would remove the snooze button on Apple Reminders and my Outlook calendar, I would be so much more productive. So, well, well, that, well, that's another story. But, yes, I think internal teams and then partners and these partner events where we do account planning, it's its so – it's a bunch of happy talk. I used to say happy gas. Like we we just sit around and, yeah, I'll bring you in. You'll bring me in. But at the end of the day, you're not – if you're a partner and I'm a vendor – Brian, let's just have a little bit of role play here. You're you're the Microsoft, and I'm the uh, quote-unquote reseller. And you know that I also sell Google Apps because I have to because I'm a reseller and a systems integrator, so I have to be a little bit agnostic. But we're account planning together, and you you don't have penetration. You have an existing account, and I want you to bring me in. What's the likelihood that you're going to make that warm introduction to me if you're selling direct, you don't have any partner involved, but you know I sell Google Apps.
0: Well, I would want to know that there has been some sort of reciprocation. Like if, if you had brought me into some stuff or the, your broader organization had brought us into stuff and I could trust that, then I'd be more likely to do it. But if it's just a, hey, I need you to do this favor for me, but we have no prior relationship, I'd be pretty, uh, I'd be pretty careful to do that.
1: Yeah, so if you're in your car, train, plane, automobile, whatever – Rewind that and listen again. The reality is, is he's only going to do it if he's got proven trust with you or your company first, which is true. Who would do anything other than proven trust as it relates to this stuff? Now think about that. How do you get proven trust? This is the classic chicken and egg thing from vendor and partner that's existed since I first started in tech sales to today. You have to prove yourself. They have to prove their self. It's just there's not enough proof around this proof chain for everybody to be bringing everybody into everything. So the best way to solve for this partner sharing if you're the partner is to bring the vendor to your meetings. Prove to them that you're yeah. trustworthy. And if you're a vendor and you want a partner to bring you into all their deals, prove to them that you're willing to help them and not stab them in the back when they bring you in. It's why people are better together. So I'll get off my soapbox. But it is so hard for a vendor to trust a partner and it's so hard for a partner to to give 100% unfiltered all in loyalty to a vendor just because they want it. I mean, if the customer comes back to them and says, no, I'd really like to buy Google apps from you or I'm going to buy from somebody else. I would expect that partner to buy, sell Google apps to them. Go make your money. I lost. I got it. Go.
0: Agreed. So Bobby, we've got to tell the listeners for those of you that are new to the show or haven't done it yet. We've got to tell them about pigeon TV. So um, if you're looking to learn more about emerging technology, you can make real money with Pigeon TV. That's P-I-J-N. TV. Subscribers to Pigeon TV are entered into a weekly raffle for thousands of dollars in prize money. I keep getting uh, the emails. I do the the um, watch the video and answer the questions. It takes me what, Bobby, two or three minutes tops to do at most. Yeah, it's at a two most. minute
1: video, three minutes all in. And the questions are always doable, easy to get if you actually paid attention to it. So Pigeon TV delivers short video content on a weekly basis to provide the insights behind a relevant merging technology companies. We love what now two-time guests Phil Wilhelm and Pigeon TV are doing, and they're making it even better for Tech Shell Show listeners, but only for a little bit longer. Go to Pigeon TV and subscribe. Enter the promo code TSS in the promo code field, and you're automatically entered to double of the number of entries for their weekly prizes. March Madness has been crazy for Pigeon TV. They've given away thousands and thousands of dollars to listeners to watch these videos and learn about emerging tech companies.
0: Yep, yeah, and you're not up against, for these thousands and thousands of dollars, you're not not up against millions of people. Like this is still a growing operation. So get in early, win some of the prize money. Uh, it's PIJN.TV.
1: Go subscribe today. So. We've shared this with partners and vendors or vendors and partners, depending on what side of the house we're on. The, the, the day we've known we've really hit the mark with our account planning all in is when we share with our customers. And I think some people think I'm crazy for saying this, but I really do share my account plans with customers. We, we talked about watering dead plants a month or two ago. And boy, do you know if you're really working on things that have legs when you sit down with a customer and say, Hey, I'm trying to sell you a million dollars worth of storage. Hey, we're working on this $3 million software deal, right? Hey, you're the sponsor for this, this, and this, right? It's really crystal clear to the customer when you tell them what you're working towards and they agree to it.
0: This is why we always talk about the evaluation plan. And, and Bobby, I'm gonna do a series on evaluation plans and, and have some artifacts as part of it as well. The, it, it challenges the customer to tell you no, this is too fast. This is too slow. This is not meeting the business requirements. It is meeting the business requirements. It puts you in a unique position.
1: I love it. That, that's a series that people are really gonna like. The idea and the fact we talk about it so much really is what we believe in as it relates to closing business and keeping deals hot. And if it's in your account plan and your customer says, no, we're not gonna do that one, then you can take it off the list for sure. If the customer says, well, what about this, this, and this? Hey, we're trying to solve for problem X, Y, and Z. That's it's, a, it's an opportunity to sell, and that's why I use the account plan and share with customers as a reason to uncover more opportunities. So how do I execute it? The, the third and final part of this series, this episode, sorry, is about how to execute it. And I think for me, as an account executive, I try to incorporate it in everything that I do. As it relates to my biweekly customer meetings or my partner planning meetings, I'm always sending this deck out in some form first. I'm asking people to contribute. I I use it as it grows, and it should be a living document. As it grows, I start putting other people's to-dos in it, and it's amazing how people start executing against their to-dos when they're truly held accountable to it.
0: Yep, I like it a lot.
1: So if I asked you, Brian, hey, you said you'd reach out to the backup administrator and get them out to a lunch and kind of report on their current status of what they're using, how well they like it, when they bought it, when it's up for renewal. I I, I orchestrate with you a plan to make us jointly successful as a team. And you say you'll do it by, I'll ask you, Brian, what day do you have that done by? You say October or April 1st. I say, Great. Let me know and then April second comes around I say, Brian, how'd that meeting go? What what's your answer gonna be?
0: Well, I would say that the I'd be uncomfortable and I'd I'd be uncomfortable once and that would be getting called out. After I got called out once, it would either be a conversation of I don't believe in the plan, one outcome, or I believe in the plan and I'll let you down and it won't happen again.
1: And that's the beauty of Measuring and holding each other accountable, and we are teams. We should be doing that. How about if Brian? Let's say, let's just say, which I know you you would never do it, but let's just say you let me down twice, and so now we've had the tough conversation twice, and I'm standing up in a QBR, and my boss wants to know why I missed my Q1 number, and I don't. I'm not a victim to Brian Evans and other people on my team, but I say this is the plan we all agreed to. We all tried to execute on it. We fell short in a few areas. Oh, Brian missed this one twice. So I point that out and I circle it. <laughs> sure. And then I say, next quarter, we're going to do Brian- better. Brian, what do you think we're going to do this quarter? And in the yeah. quarterly briefing, I give yeah. you the opportunity to tell my management team how you're going to do better. Any chance yeah. that you're going to let me down the third time?
0: I think that you're pretty safe after uh, after number two. And certainly after the call out on QBR.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's not, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I am trying to, hopefully teach everyone on the pot, listening to this podcast that you can hold each other accountable. They do have jobs. Now I would love it if in the same conversation, Brian would push back on me and say, look, I had X deals. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I said, yes, because I don't know how to say no. And I would tell him to go back to listen to one of our other shows. But the net of it is we got to have an open dialogue. If you're going to do something and say, you're going to do something, let's do it together and execute on that plan. Cause I might challenge you back and say, Hey, well, if you don't have time, we scale through partners. Why don't we get a partner involved? If you put that partner on that and worked with them just a little bit, maybe funded a lunch or a happy hour, you, there would be unlimited opportunities to talk to that customer and get the ball moving, right? Yeah, okay. And so we have new plans and new goals for the next quarter that you're going to create a happy hour with a partner. That's the way you get deals moving. That's why you create the funnel and fill it full, right? Agreed. Okay, and then the next one, like I just said about the quarterly briefing is I reference it often in team meetings. I don't call people out in every team meeting, but I do. I like to know that in a quarterly briefing, I told my boss out of my 12 accounts I have, I'm going to get two executive dinners and I call, I don't just call out two companies. I say company ABC and company DEF. We're going to take their executives to a dinner and we're going to find out what their long-term plans are for their IT goals in this company. And then if I come back to my quarterly briefing for the next quarter and I say I got ABC out, but I didn't get the other one out, I probably have let myself down a little bit, but that's pretty big. Not everybody gets an executive dinner each quarter, but I try to drive my behavior and my outcome by referencing that so that in each team meeting, I say, hey, we still owe our team two executive dinners. Who's working on it? Who's talking to them next? Who's gonna ask for it? Let's all dig in and get this thing done. It gets everybody believing that we're going to win. And we said it way early on in the territory planning stuff. But the virtual team wants to work with a winner.
0: That's that's exactly where I was going to go with it. I think what the as, as, as a former extended team member, I can tell you that you want to work with the people that are organized and have a plan. You don't want the, the guy or woman that is by the seat of their pants, even if they're somewhat mildly successful, It's a beating working with that person that is unorganized. That everything is an emergency. Everything is a priority. I'd much rather work with someone, and and you can go too far and be over organized and not aggressive when it comes to your plan and executing on your plan.
1: Yeah, zero execution.
0: So it's it's a fine line, right? Like you you want the person, like the ideal person to work with, is the one that's aggressive and has a plan. Don't over-engineer the plan. Don't over-architect the plan. Bobby, you're talking here. This is a one-page account plan template. This is not, this doesn't start as 22 slides in a deck that you have to present to your extended team every week. This is a one-page template that you can use to show your organization and get the team behind the plan.
1: And boy, if you make any progress, you make one meeting that you had on the plan, you get one lunch, you do the holiday lunch and show your virtual team that I can get, six people from the customer to come hang out and talk to us about what they're trying to accomplish. That's powerful stuff. The team will get bought in. Think about it. I bet there's a few of those specialty people have nothing to talk to their boss about. And when they come back from the off from that lunch to the office and they say, man, I just had a great lunch. I'm all in on company ABC. We're going to kill it. They're going to overstate a little bit, but that's going to get them more bought into your accounts and your account plans and get your customers the attention they need from your account team. Now, the last person is I talk about it to partner in partner planning sessions all the time. So, partners will come in, they will have made me commitments to me, they will have promised they were going to get me that meeting. We talked about boiling the ocean, but I'm only going to ask for one meeting or one request. And when that shows up, and my alliance guy saying, Hey, man, you don't bring partner ABC into any deals anymore. I'll be like, well, they've agreed to like 12 action items and haven't executed on any of those action items. It gives me the ability to hold the Alliance team accountable. Now, if you're above average, which we always talk about, and you've got this account plan, you're sharing it often, you're creating goals, real goals of momentum in these accounts, and people aren't helping you do them, but you keep asking them to do them, you're going to have to fix that problem with management, team members, etc. But if everyone is helping this flywheel start to spin, it will be moving so fast that you can't not be successful. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. That's the introduction to account planning. It's super basic. Go download the tools from our tools page, www.texelshow.com tools. If you want the work to be done for you, go check out Prospect 360 on our services page, www.texelshow.com services. Anything to close out with today, Brian?
0: I would just remind listeners, Pigeon.tv, that's P-I-J-N.tv, enter the promo code, when you subscribe, enter the promo code TSS in the promo code field, and you'll automatically get double the number of entries in their weekly prize raffles.
1: Perfect. I'm a member, Brian's a member, you should be a member too. As always, average is the enemy, average sucks. Thanks for listening to The Tech Cell
0: Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sale Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.